Blog Talk Radio. Because we have been off the air for about what, two years, and Hurricane knocked us off the air, but uh, we're coming back up. A lot is good. What we're also doing is we're having our ebook store coming up. That's coming up real soon. That about the same time. We want to get everything in place so that uh, Christmas will come, and the kitties will have some something to go to, or get from, or whatever it is. <laughs> Well, anyhow, here we go. What I'd like to do tonight is, while we're going, I'd like you to listen, audience, listen carefully for some special words, because later on I'll ask you to give me the answer to those special words, and we'll have a surprise for you. So we'll go with that. But in the meanwhile, let's go right ahead and get started with our guest tonight. We're having the opportunity to get to meet Eric M. Twiggs. He's an author. He's a chief visionary, and he's a motivational speaker. I don't know which one of those is about it there tonight, but we'll hear. <laughs> Eric, welcome aboard. Hey, it, it's an honor to be on your show. Thank you for having me. Oh, my, my pleasure, my pleasure. I'm glad to have you. So we didn't get a chance to hook up last week, but those things happen, and you're here tonight, and that's the main thing. So thanks Absolutely. a lot, man. Yes, thank so, you. You're welcome. Tell us a little bit about your background. Where where did you come from, uh, Where's so I, so I, I'm your procrastination prevention partner, and you know people often ask me, Eric, how did you start talking about procrastination? Why are you so focused on overcoming procrastination? Yeah. Well, for me, it all started when I was in college. It was, oh. yeah, it was my senior year at Hampton University, and I was having a conversation with my good friend Donnell. Now, I have to admit, he and I were a little different at the time. Uh, he was all about his purpose, and I was all about the party. Oh, that's how it was. So we're having this conversation. He would always get on me about, hey, Eric, you need to get serious and think about what you really want to do with your life. And I'm like, man, Donnell, loosen up. We're still young. We have plenty of time for all that. Are you coming to the party or not? So yes. we separate. I don't see him for a while. But then I get a phone call from his mother telling me that he was killed in a car accident. Oh, sorry to hear that. Yeah. And that taught me a lesson. That taught me that maybe I don't have the time that I think yes. to do the things that I want to do. And ever since, I've been thinking about and focused on time management and overcoming procrastination. And literally, that that is the foundational experience that's led me to this point and me talking to you right now. Wow. Hold that thought for a minute, Eric. 
because what you're saying is just the flip side of my sandwich. Mm. I grew up as a as a single male in my house. My mother was a single mother, and mm. I didn't have any brothers or role model. But two chaplains in the military saw potential in me that I didn't even know existed. In fact, I didn't even know what potential was. And I was my second year in college. There's a one chaplain came up to me and says, I'd like you to come help me do a program on parenting. I said, okay, I'll let you know. Now, I'm in the back of my head. I can't even be a parent for myself, much less be a parent for others. So I passed him off. I said, okay, Pastor, you go ahead. I'll let you know. And he did not give up on me. He came back the second time. He said, well, are you ready now? About a week later. I said, well, I'll let you know. And I was brushing him off, thinking that he'll go away and leave me alone. And no enough, sure enough, in the men's shopping center, we were both at the same hangar section where he was looking at his jacket, and I was moving mine to see my jacket, and our eyes connected. He said, are you ready now? Boom. And that got me started, similar to you, got me started about potential, potential, potential. And many people know that they have potential on what they're doing with it. So that's, that's interesting. We have a similarity there. What do you oh, think? yeah, for sure. Yeah, now for sure. I mean, I think these things happen. I think exactly. for the listener, I mean, you, you really have to pay attention to those experiences because exactly. they don't just happen for no reason. I just believe in purpose, right? Everything yeah. that's happening to you or that happened to you in the past was to get you to this point in time. Exactly, exactly. And I was blessed because I went from the Virgin Islands to California because the same chapel chaplain invited me to live out there with him. And I said, where am I going to live? He said, you could live with us. Oh, it was just him. Put the two of us together. I mean, I was putting everything together. I mean, God, God above was putting everything together. But the show is not about me. Let's get on and talk about you. Uh, listen, this is a half an hour show, but I have time allotted. If you have some extra time to go over, that'd be okay with me too. Okay? Yeah, that works for me. Okay, great, great, great. So now that we knew about uh, you, how did you get into, which, which comes first? Your chief visionary or your procrastination, prevention, partner? I think that's, I think that's it. Or the other one, uh, there's another one you have, and I can't remember what it is now. So which goes, which came first? Your book or well, your... So the, I really started focusing on your procrastination prevention partner. Okay. Uh, that that's really kind of the foundation of what I talk yeah. about, what I write about, and what yeah. I speak about. Um, and I, I do think vision. I call myself the chief visionary officer just because I think vision is so critical, and yeah. I just believe that clarity is the starting point of success. Fantastic. All right. Yeah, man, I can't. I can't believe it. We have a lot in common. <laughs> In more ways than one. <laughs> Different words, but same meaning. Yes. Okay. So, when or how did you get into writing a book? Okay, so now it, it's interesting, right? I told you how uh, I, I had that experience about, yes. and I realized that time is short. Initially, yes. I thought the message was that 
I should go and climb the corporate ladder as fast as possible. I thought the message was that I need to go out and make a bunch of money. Yeah. And so I, that was my mission. And I got to a point where you could argue that I was successful. I had the car. Yeah. I, you know, I was a district manager. I had 17 locations in the automotive service industry, 500 people working for me, winning these awards. I thought I had made it. And I, I remember this clearly. I'm driving in my car, and I get to the light, and I look in the rearview mirror, and the eyes, my eyes that were looking back at me, were the eyes of someone who hated what he was doing. So I, I, that's the same thing I said, uh-oh. Uh, but, but here's what happened, though. Here's what happened. I was, I was successful, but I wasn't significant. I didn't feel significant. And so yeah. I had to look, when I look back, you know, at what point did I feel significant? I always, always look back at the times that when I was speaking to a group. And that's when I always felt like I was fulfilled and significant. So eventually yeah. I ended up joining Toastmasters and oh, I met yeah. someone. I'm sorry, say it again. No, go ahead. I, I'm just remembering, oh, okay. reminiscing Toastmasters. Yes, I was there too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, I got to Toastmasters and then I met someone who trained professional speakers uh-huh. and then I met someone else who told me about the National Speakers Association. And then when I got to the National Speakers Association, that's when I started writing my book. Because yeah, after that, I'd been talking about procrastination, but I wanted to provide a useful tool for people to help them overcome. And that's yeah. really how I ended up writing the book, The Discipline of Now. Good. So what I'd like to do is, what is it, your style of, of writing? Some people write at midnight, some people write daytime, some people do it every other day. What's your style? What, what got you started? Well, I write best, so I write best early. Like oh, I am, okay. I'm more of a, a morning person. I talk about this in the book and it is very okay. important because it, because it took me a while to get this, right? So okay. for a while, I would try to write later in the day. Yeah. But I would, I would find that the, the ideas just weren't coming. I was just, I was tired. It's not my time. And then yeah. I, I made that change and I started writing like early in the morning. And that's when, the, that's really when the ideas come for me. Okay. And, and like, I'm, and I'll say, so that's my style. I'll write early and, and I'm always paying attention for material. Oh, okay. Like I'm, I'm always, I, like, I can be having a conversation with you, you know, we're getting yeah. coffee and you, and you can say something that gives me an idea uh-huh. you know, for the book. And so I'm, I'm always collecting material. So, so my main style, like I'm not the guy that goes off into the mountains and just writes and comes back with a book. <laughs> yeah. I'm more of the guy that wakes up in the morning, you know, I, I could do the word count thing. Where I say, okay, I'm going to write 500 words today. Okay, I'm going to write a thousand words today. So that's yeah. my style. Okay, so tell me, you came up with this book. How did you come up with the title? Your first book. Well, as far as the discipline of now. Yes, the discipline so, of now. Yeah. So, so basically, I just thought about the fact that a lot of times people. Like when they let's say they see me and they think, oh, well, Eric, yeah, it's easy for you to say you, you've never had an issue with procrastination. You're you're a natural. 
and, and that's not the case. Like that's so far from true, right? Yeah. And, yeah, and so the key is discipline, and and, and you can and, and discipline is a, a learnable skill. Yeah. And, and if you and so the the thing that makes me different from other people is that I've been practicing this skill, and mm-hmm. I just my awareness. So I just think that it really. If, if you focus on being disciplined and practicing developing discipline, you can overcome procrastination. So that's why I, I call it the discipline of now. And like, here's the other thing too. The other thing I was thinking about is I've been around like high-level success, highly successful people, okay. people that are just you know on world stages. And, and one thing I find about them is that like if they go to a conference. And they get a good idea, they immediately implement. Oh wow! Right and some people, they they can they can be at the same conference, they can hear the same idea, and then you talk to them a week later and they haven't gotten around to doing anything. And, and exactly. that's the difference. That person yeah. is highly successful. He has the discipline of now. Wow! Amazing. So you came up with that title, the discipline of now, meaning. Get it done now. Don't procrastinate. Now, now I got you. Now I'm, it's yeah. coming together. Coming together. Okay. Now is that uh, talking about the book? Is that a paperback book or is that a hardcover or both? It, so it, it's a paperback, um, and it also I have it in ebook format, and it's uh, it's also in an audio book as well. Okay. Talking about the book. Where can the audience get a copy? They can get the they can get it from Amazon. Or they can go directly for, to my website, thedisciplineofnow.com. Easy enough. Thedisciplineofnow.com. No spaces. Dot com. Good enough. Correct. There <laughs> All you right, go. Right, right. Okay. In looking about your material, I saw something about uh, specific tools for success. What, what do you mean by that? Please. Yeah, so I, I just think it, it's all about you know, applying uh, specific tools and, and disciplines to make yourself – to increase the chances that you'll become successful. And, and, I, and I think, it's, you know, it's, you, you definitely – you want to have a mindset for success, yeah. but there, there's certain tools uh, that you want to have as well uh, to be successful. And, I mean, one, one of the – for example, one of the tools is, is your calendar. You know, I just truly believe that you, if you schedule something, it becomes a priority, right? So, so one, one of the things that just really bothers me when I talk to people and they say they don't have time to do something. Yeah. That's not true. It, that, it, that Whatever the issue is, they don't feel like it's a priority. And then if you schedule something and you put it on the calendar – it, the, the chances of you doing it go up by like eighty percent. So I mean that's that's an example of you know, a tool that you can use to be successful and overcome procrastination. Oh, that's good. All right, already. Well, let me take a quick break so I could introduce my audience to our question for the day. Audience, what we're looking for is for you to come up with a special answer or the particular answer. What is the meaning of the title of the book, The Discipline of Now? The first person, call us with that number. With our number, we'll give you a prize. We have some prizes there for you. 
The number is 515-605-9812. I'll repeat, 515-605-9812. Give us a call. Let us know what you think the answer is. And the first person to get an answer will have the prize. And I'll let you know what it is when we get there. Meanwhile, we'll go on back to our guest, Eric, Eric Wiggs, <clears throat> gentleman who has a lot going on about procrastination. I'd like let me give me let me give you his title. Your procrastination prevention partner. Let me tell you a joke about this because I was working in the Air Force at the time and as a clinical social worker, they had me working as a um, child advocacy officer. That's that's the official title in the Air Force. And I wrote an article about it. I say, this is the month for child abuse cases, for child abuse, something like that, I said. And oh my goodness, I meant well, but it came out awkward because I was telling the audience, my boss came up to me and says, you're telling the audience in the, in the article you're writing that this is the month for child abuse. We can't have them go around with the children. <laughs> so just because I forgot to write the word prevention, it really threw me off. I learned that real fast. I learned it real fast, real, real, real. Okay, let's go on. So this is not the only book you have. You also do uh, public speaking, motivational speaking? Yes, absolutely. Yes, I do. Yeah, I'll do keynote presentations, and I'll do workshops where I'll get people in groups, break them out. We do exercises. So I do both of those. So is that within Maryland where you live, or you go cross country? Oh, I go cross country. Ooh, yeah, any, all right. Yeah, and anywhere the need is, I'll go. Well, and lately, lately it's been a lot of virtual. Yes, uh, of course. You know, it's been a lot of <laughs> virtual presentations, but yeah. yeah, normally I go cross country. Code has changed us all, hasn't it? <laughs> oh, it's it's a game changer. But I mean, I the interesting thing is that I mean, I've done presentations literally around the world during wow. this time. I mean, you know, you look yeah. at Malaysia, the United Kingdom, Australia. Wow. So, yeah, it's it's been. I mean, I think that's one of like I just I really feel like I've benefited from this pandemic, even though yeah. when you, when you look at it from the surface, it seems yeah. like it's a bad thing. But there's a lot of good things that I have. Ooh. Yes. Because of the uh, because of a bad situation. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Man, I'm listening to you, and you sound like my twin brother. I don't have any <laughs> other brothers. You sound like you're using your words that are different from my words, but the same meaning. That's amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Wow, wow, wow. I was really impressed that you got a hold of me and said you wanted to come chat, and now I can see why. Wow, wow, wow. Interesting. <laughs> So tell me, you, know, you did another book too. What was yeah. that? That's... So yeah, the, that was actually my initial. This is an ebook. It, it's one oh. moment in time, preparing your life for your defining moment. Oh, okay. And, and that's it. And so I was always interested, and I would see these people that they would have like this one moment, and everything would change for them. Like one minute they're unknown, and then they yeah. have this moment where they get discovered. And everything changed. Like a person that comes to mind for me would would be former President Barack Obama, right? Okay. So he, yeah, he was this state senator, and he did this presentation at the Democratic National Convention. It just changed everything. Yeah. 
and it put him on the national scene. And before you know it, he's president of the United States. A lot of it was that one defining moment, but it, I, I think there's a lot more to it than that. There's yeah. anybody that seems like they've gotten discovered. Usually there's about 10 years worth of work that you didn't see. Yeah. There's 10, you know, there's being proactive. I talk about this in the book, being proactive and being positioned and then making sure you're prepared. So all of those things. So people want to get discovered, but yes. there's a lot of work that goes into it. And I think the takeaway that I think you have to focus on the journey towards mastery, whatever you're doing, the journey of mastering your craft. And if you're, if you're, if you're mastering what your, your craft and what you do, then that's when you can get, get that defining moment. That, that's really the message of the book. Okay. Okay. One moment in time, huh? Yes. Okay. One special moment. Oh, I. <laughs> you make of it what you want to make of it. And then you get the consequences that you get out of whatever you make. Interesting. Yes. Okay. So let me just take a little quick break to tell our listeners. Listeners, make sure you have that number, 515-605-9812. Write that number down. Write it, put it on your mirror. Put it on your bedroom, wherever you want to put it, in the kitchen, because this is where we will be chatting with authors as time comes down the ball, as the ball comes rolling down the hill. We will have different authors coming in from time to time. And this is a call-in show, so feel free to call that number, talk to our authors, see if you have some questions you might want to have them address. That's what we're here all about. That's what we're all about. Okay, let's get back to Eric. Eric, man, I can't thank you enough for taking time out to be here with us. Wow. Yeah, again, I'm I'm just honored to be on your show. All right, already. Well, let me say something then. Um, <laughs> you did a digital visit to the Virgin Island. That's where we are right now. So you are, here's what I'm going to say to you, my, my, my brother. I'm calling you my brother because I, I have respect for you. But here's what I'm going to tell you now. You have a special title now that when you go back to your, well, your, your home, I mean, but when you go back to your, your day after day work, you can tell everybody that now that you've been to the Virgin Isles, you're an honorary virgin from the islands. There you go. <laughs> I'm glad you honorary virgin from the islands. All right. <laughs> In fact, I even have a I even have a certificate I can send you later on. <laughs> man, oh man, oh man. All right already. We gotta have laughter, man. Laughter is important and we don't do it often enough. And uh, that's another top point I, I like to get, talk about, yeah. So tell me now. Um, how did this go? Did you come from writing a book and then you decided to go do the public speaking or did it all crumble or came together or what? Well, how so you... initially I, I started, actually started with the speaking. Mm-hmm. So I started with the speaking and then uh, from from the speaking I did, I, I had like audio CDs that I had made up from okay. some of my speeches at the time and then just from there it started to evolve like the one moment in time was actually a speech that um, I used to do in those days 
and <laughs> I convert. I ended up just converting that into the ebook. Okay. That put up when I would do that speech in different places. It seemed like it really resonated with people, and so I thought, hey, maybe uh, if that'd be good to uh, put in a book format. It just kind of uh, it went from there, and then the discipline of now just uh, just evolved over just all the different things I've observed, and you know, I've as a coach, I've I've, I've conducted over twenty eight thousand coaching sessions with Whoa. entrepreneurs and executive leaders. So yeah. so the information that's in the book is just based off of things like intel really that I got from just all those experiences. Yeah. And that's really where the discipline of now uh, largely came from. Oh, I see. I see. That makes you a chief visionary along with the honorary. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Now you have another title to put on your on, on your wall now. All right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that's the one I'm really proud of. I have to tell you, you know, the, okay. the virgin from the virgin. That I I can tell my I can tell my kids that I'm a virgin. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you, go. <laughs> you had to put the whole you had to put the whole phrase together. Honorary virgin from the islands. Then they'll get. Then they'll get. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Okay, so what's going on? What else you got going on? What does the the uh, new year look like for you? So I am. Uh, I'm also. I'm the president of the What Now movement, and this is actually it, it's a Facebook group, uh, but it's also an organization, and I and it's me and my my two business partners, uh-huh. and the whole point of the What Now movement is to help people to keep moving when they face a crisis. And like, for example, with the, with the pandemic, there are a lot yes. of people who stopped and said, hey, I'm, I'm going to wait until things get back to normal. Mm-hmm. That's not really how you handle it. It's really, you have to pivot. You, you have to focus on what can you do. Yes. And so the What Now movement, the whole point is to inspire people to pivot and to keep moving and just act, keep asking, okay, what now? And so we've got this Facebook group. It's the What Now movement. And every day we have an inspirational video. And we have a lot of uh, people in it that we inter- that interact and engage. So that's, I mean, really, so that's going to be a big focus uh, going into 2021, just continuing to grow the movement. That's interesting. Wow. Still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, good, good, good. I wanted to share something with you a while because, again, you said something that's very similar to what I've been through. <clears throat> while we were right after the hurricane, the double hurricanes, two hurricanes back to back, Irma and Maria, and that's September 2017. We all knew about FEMA, F-E-M-A, FEMA. Mm-hmm. They provide federal assistance for physical damages and as well as houses damages. But there's another entity. I don't know if you're familiar with that. Have you heard of SAMHSA? S-A-M-S-H-A. I mean, S-A-M-H-S-A. SAMHSA. That's a federal agency. Hmm. Okay. I think I'm more, I'm more familiar. I'm definitely familiar with FEMA. Yeah. Well, it's, it's hand-in-hand with FEMA. FEMA handles okay. 
the physical side and SAMHSA handles the mental health side. Mm-hmm. I was uh, hired as a crisis counselor and we went around person to person, home to home to look at people and ask them how are they doing, how are they feeling. And we said the same thing that we experienced. Some people said, oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm going to just sit here. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And other people were saying, you know what? I'm going to get myself off this island. Okay, maybe you can, maybe you can. The plane's on flying, but nevertheless, what else can you do? And that's what opened my eyes because people who sit back and say, okay, I can't do anything, won't get anything done. Just like you're saying, if they had come up with a plan or idea, they can get some things done. What do you say? Make sense? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and, yeah. and I always say, so I have a my business partner, we always say that the easiest thing to do is nothing. Yes, there you go. The easiest thing to write is <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'm just going to sit back and wait till we get back to normal. No, I mean, it, it, I don't think this, 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 it's never going to be the same normal. It may be a next normal. Yeah, so, so exactly. The key is just to keep moving. Wow. Well, let me, uh, we just run past our time. How do you fix your time? You all right? I'm good. Okay. Let me just make a quick announcement, see if everybody came up with an answer yet. We are just on our third episode, so it's taking a while for our audience to get a, get caught up. But the audience, no one's calling in yet? Okay, let me just remember, remember, <laughs> let me remind you of the number. The number is 515-605-9812. Keep that number on your line because with that number, you could call in for questions, for comments, or even a prize. We're doing the prize because... We're also opening our, we're reopening our talk show, but we're also opening our ebook store. We open a store. There's a lot of software that has to go into it, and I'm still struggling with it. But nevertheless, we will have it up and running. Hopefully, we get it done before Christmas. But keep in mind, keep in mind that number 515 Eric, I want to wrap things up in a few minutes, but uh, what are the questions or comments you might have that people might be aware of, need to be aware of? Well, the, so, so the big thing I would say, and it kind of ties into what we've been talking about, yeah. is you, you, this, this is something, because there's a big thing, and this is something I struggle with, this, this idea of perfectionism and yes. the idea that I can't move until I have everything figured out. I need to, I need to have a hundred percent of the answers. And so I'm going to wait until that happens. But, but here's the thing that people need to remember is that you can't allow perfect to become the enemy of progress. Yeah. There you go. There you go. You just have to focus on the next step. Yep. You can run the race unless you go out and practice and get yourself fit. Just sitting there and say, oh, I'm going to win that race. It doesn't work that way, does it? No. You can talk about winning it, but at some point, you got to run. <laughs> yeah, you go. Not only run, but you have to practice the running. <laughs> yeah, there oh, you man. go. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Well, Eric, I'm going to run, wrap things up right now. I want to thank you again. Let you know the door is always open. Anytime you want to be back, let us know. Anytime you have any event or anything special coming up, let us know. 
We're here to help authors, whether they're experienced authors, they're aspiring authors, or they're novice authors. That's the whole idea. There are a lot of bloggers and writers who put things on the internet but may not be. You know what bothers me a little bit? We are losing our proper English on the internet. And although we can talk that talk when we need to, but we also need to talk professionally. And that's uh, another topic we could address later down the road. So, Eric, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today, or tonight, really. And uh, any comments you want to close out with? Any suggestions for, for new authors? Yeah, just continue to move forward. That That's the key. Like I said, don't don't stop. It's, it's really about what now. What pivot yes. can you make? Okay. Now I want to ask you something. Call me back one day <laughs> when you when your kids say you are honorary virgin. How do you how do you get to be that way? <laughs> <laughs> All right, my brother. You take care. Thanks a lot for being here with us. We really enjoyed it, and we hopefully that hoping that our audience will eventually get the message because we're just picking up again right now, but we're going to move on, move on into the new year, isn't it? Thanks again, Eric. We appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Eric. Hey, thank you. It's been a pleasure. Okay. Let's stay in touch, all right? Yes, for sure. Okay. Take care, man. Stay hey, take safely. care. All right, you too. Bye-bye. All right, folks, there we are. Thank you, thank you, thank you to Eric. Eric M. Twiggs, author, chief visionary, and the motivational speaker. There you go. He's also your procrastinator, preventer, partner. There you go. Need a partner like that. We all do. Folks, take care now. Be all good.